And here we are, all my evil dragon deadites, with episode 34 of the podcast. This episode is with J.D. Boucher and Taylor Smith from Space Goat Productions, makers of the Evil Dead 2 board game. Uh, still available for pre-order for the next week by October 31st, so get your orders in. Link can be found in the show notes. Anyways... Let's cut the chit-chat. Rate, review me on iTunes. Like me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Work out, nerd out. Enjoy the show. In the basement, rolling dice. Rolling dice. I'm a wizard. wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker. Fighting dragons in my mind. In my mind. Just four kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Alright Dragons, welcome back to another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast where we mix nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. I am here with two of the masterminds behind the Evil Dead 2 board game from Space Goat Productions. Did I get that right, guys? Yep. Alright, Taylor Smith and JD, I do not know how to pronounce your last name. Oh, yeah. Boucher. No, Boucher. Most people don't, so. <laughs> okay. But you could have said Waterboy, Bobby Boucher. And oh, I, yeah. See, and I'm sorry for bringing that up so early in the podcast. It's the oh. first time he's ever heard it. Oh, yeah. I've never heard <laughs> never heard it before. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for being here. You having a good day? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so far so good. Excellent, excellent. So... I don't know anything about you guys. I know about the board game because I'm on a huge board game kick. I know a little bit about the company, but Taylor, starting with you, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, I am the development guy, I guess. I've been part of Space Go for about five years now. I climbed through the vicious and competitive intern pool until <laughs> I claimed my, my rightful place as a full-time employee. Uh, I've been doing production management and all of that, a little bit of editorial, as uh, SpaceGo continued to grow through production management and into publishing through publishing comics for about two years. Edited a couple of the Evil Dead comic books. Meanwhile, my love has always been with games, role-playing games and board games. And I think it was uh, a few months ago... Uh, with a conversation with uh, my boss, uh, our boss, uh, Sean, the president of the company, I was talking about how I did a um, game contest, like one of those two weeks design a game, and how it was a lot of fun. And he's like, wait, you can make games? And I think his eyes turned into dollar signs. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I can get the board game license for Evil Dead 2. And uh, at that point, I was like, I guess we're making an Evil Dead 2 board game. Uh, I've done a couple of uh, self-publishing projects, uh, uh, a card game, a couple of role-playing games, that sort of stuff that I just sell through Gumroad, and that's under the name Whimsy Machine Media. Okay. And we will provide links to all of that stuff in the show notes, so oh, if anyone wants to cool. check any of that stuff out. I can't wait until they make audio hyperlinkable. Man. No, right? <laughs> it's happening. It's going to happen. One day. One day. Three D three D print links. It'll happen. <laughs> JD, what about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh yeah, I I've been with Space Goat um it's gonna be coming up on a, about a year. I was the intern I was an, I also went through the vicious intern pool uh, much after Taylor. Um and 
I'm the promotions media guy. Um, I'm the one who kind of helped put the Kickstarter together and started promoting it and, you know, did my best to, you know, help backers when they needed it. Um, I, I like board games. They're a lot of fun, but my main love is comics and that's why I got on with Space Goat. I actually made a website, gothiccomics.com, which is like a, like catalog of all the big gothic web comics and stuff. Cause I'm just a big nerd. Um, that's one of my big things that I did. And now I'm just on a space goat with promotion, um, retailers. I'm the uh, retailer contact and just whatever needs to be done in the office. That's awesome. That's excellent. Speaking of comics and heroes and all that other good stuff, uh, JD, tell me about one of your, Heroes, either a fictional hero, a favorite superhero, or a personal hero, source of inspiration. Hmm. Okay. If we're going, if we're going like personal inspiration, it'd probably be my dad. Um, served in the military, always looked after us. Um, just someone I really look up to. If we're talking about favorite, like comic book superhero, Ghost Rider. I just adore Ghost yeah. Rider. Um, uh, yes, I know about the movie. <laughs> That's yeah, usually. <laughs> well, are, are you? Well, yeah. I mean, Nicolas Cage will do anything for a paycheck. But, uh, but are you at all excited about him joining Agents of Shield? Oh, it's so good! It's so good. I was, I was, I had to like keep my hopes down because I was worried. I'm like, they might mess it up. They might do something wrong. But then the premiere came on. I'm like, oh yes, he's perfect. And that doesn't get to happen for me. Us Ghost Rider fans have been kind of out in the dark for about. <laughs> You know, 10, 15 years. It's like, finally, finally, our time has come. There you go. That's that's awesome. I, I think sometimes I see JD looking off into the distance and the herd of Nicolas Cage still lingers there in his heart. <laughs> it's still there. Well, you, next, you guys should do a Nicolas Cage board game. Oh, uh, we actually, uh, okay, our, our, yeah. our boss, uh, Sean, was looking through some old properties that that might be available, and one of them was the original Wicker Man movie. And he's like, "Do you want to do a Wicker Man board game?" And JD and I look at each other as like, "Can there be bees?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we really wanted to make a, a garbage meme game about the Wicker Man. Uh, I don't think that will actually happen. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. <laughs> uh, they actually made. Did you see the Kickstarter for the garbage meme game? I did not. Yeah. Um. I saw it on a YouTube video where they look up bad Kickstarters. Um, but pretty much it's like, it's like cards against humanity, but with memes. Okay. And it was put together by an Instagram celebrity. I'm assuming it did not go. Nope. It, it overfunded. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, people will a, buy anything. Yeah. This is a landscape. This is, yeah. Um, but you know, I love it. <laughs> how how old are you guys? If I can ask. Oh yeah, um, I'm 22. I'm 25. Okay, as the elder statesman of the group at 32, um, I gotta say, man, the generation below yours is just ruining life. Oh <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to start writing think pieces about how their generation is. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm going to copy and paste all the think pieces that have been written about our generation because that kind of seems what <laughs> what the well, uh, the general discourse tends to be. Well, every generation thinks the one bef- uh, the one after it is the worst generation of all time. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it it is the duty we shall carry, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, no, but it it has been difficult 
being in this evolving media at 32, like podcasting is a relatively new medium that was not around when I was growing up. So it's like, I know there are kids now that are like 16, 17. They're like, I'm going to launch a podcast. And I'm like, that's awesome. That option wasn't around for me. Mm -hmm. Going on Kickstarter and, you know, making my own board game or making my own role playing game wasn't around for me. But enough about me. We're here to talk about y'all. Um, I think the point where I started feeling out of touch, which is sad because, I mean, I shouldn't feel like an old man at 25, right? right. Uh, is when Vine started happening. Because, like, mm -hmm. I was always pretty on top of social media. Like, I had LiveJournal when LiveJournal was a thing. And then MySpace and, and Facebook back when it was college students only. Yeah. Uh, and, like, so, like, I, I rode those waves. And then, like, I started seeing clips of, of these six-second videos that would just go on endless reaping. I was like, how do you – how do you do this? This is a vine. What is it? And I just realized that this entire social media thing happened and exploded and I had no idea what it was. And I got to be one of those, like, what is this? How do you vine? Yeah. <laughs> do it for the vine. <laughs> we've, we've gone from Facebook posts that can be whatever length to Twitter that can be 140 characters to a vine. It's a six second video. And now it's just Instagram one photo, scroll past it as fast you can. Yeah, I'm excited you know. for Blurt when it's just going to be like two seconds of audio. Yeah, just <laughs> right. <laughs> just and it's always going to be just some guy screaming, going "brah." Yeah, and that's Buying the domain name of Blurt.com right now. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, we got the next one, <laughs> dude. I need your funding, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro, hook a guy up. <laughs> No, so I right. think we've totally derailed. Oh, this yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty. Um, but getting us back onto topic, Taylor, yeah. what, is your, what is your favorite expert area of nerdiness? What is the area that you just love? Whoa. Um, I kind of feel like I'm a renaissance nerd. Um, mm, I can see that. I love video games, but I'm not really good at most of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Like I like I am shamelessly a casual uh fake gamer boy. Like <laughs> I I play on the the casual difficulty settings. I love all of the world building. Like little big uh, little uh, big planet. I'll play that nonstop. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like role playing games, but I'm also not the type of role player that's going to get every book in the series and memorize how to power stat and everything like that. Um, I love board games, but uh, I don't have the income to collect them because that is an expensive hobby. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. Although, have you played Pandemic? Um, yes, I have I have played Pandemic. Um, it was really funny. I found out about Pandemic via the Flash game Pandemic 2. Huh. That was super popular for a while. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, that's um, the one where you play as the disease and try to infect the world. And oh, then awesome. years after that, uh, somebody had Pandemic. It's like, do you want to play Pandemic? It's like, I don't understand. How do you kill people? It's like, no, it's <laughs> not that game. It's like, I guess we can play the less fun version. No, uh, Pandemic is great, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JD, what about you? Um, oh, yeah. My my nerd specialties are just very specific. Um, like, I know a ton about Ghost Rider. I have every single Ghost Rider comic. Like, Shadow the Hedgehog, I really like. Yeah, Even though okay. that, game, that game is garbage. <laughs> I know it's garbage, but I still adore it. You know, it just has a special place in my heart. Um, 
heavy metal. I, you know, I, I have a, so many CDs. I'm one of those paranoid people. And like, you know, I can't get MP3s cause you know, Apple will take them away. I got to have my physical, physical media. They will though. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why you just have to have them on an external hard drive, man. Oh, um, that's right. right. So favorite. So who are you currently listening to metal wise? Metal wise. Oh, um, I'm ex. Let's see. I, I've been listening. The last Pandora station we added was Van Canto. Van Canto. Oh, I love Van Canto. Acapella metal. Um, okay, that I'm going to have to check out. Oh, they're so great. They do covers too. Um, so they do, they have, they do everything acapella except for the drums because that would just be a little too hard. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like quitting words. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they, you know, they do a Metallica and it's run, run, dun, 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 run, dun, dun. But since they have like eight of them, it sounds a lot better than just me saying run, dun, dun over and over. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm going to make that my text message alert. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what's, although that one might have covered it, but my, well, my next question was going to be, what is one thing you're into JD and then Taylor that other people might find surprising. <laughs> Acapella metal oh, and uh, Shadow the Hedgehog. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh, I love in, it. In my media consumption, I, I tend to like things that I haven't. I, I guess the way that I described it is if I was going to go on an hour long road trip and I was offered two CDs, one a CD that I know that I love and a CD full of songs that I've never heard before, one from each genre, I would pick the latter. Um, okay. I generally listen to like on the radio, I'm super ADD about cycling through all my radio stations. And really the only thing that I can listen to for an extended period of time is NPR. Uh, cause I love my talk radio. <laughs> uh, that this is, there's, there's going to be a recurring theme. I hope of how I am actually an old man. Uh, <laughs> I like That's my sweaters. That's I why like we're it. so angry at the generation. <laughs> yes. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like through my just kind of like looking for for new stuff all the time, I actually have a a, a real soft spot for J-pop. Mm. Like I like J-pop. I like like synthetic music, but I also like you know all that alt rock stuff and like so many different types of music but um how many okay how many stations do we have in the office pandora right now oh yeah so we have an office pandora account that we have new stations for that we just listen to all the stations on shuffle it's over 50 now we have everything from there's the iron maiden station van canto station was a new one i have my um my my j-pop station i can't remember what the seed was it's pom 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 by uh, a japanese name that i don't remember but we have like hamilton we, we have like 90s alt rock yeah grimes and purity ring run the jewels uh, run the jewels uh, I don't love run the jewels. um <laughs> rock yeah that's uh, awesome that is very eclectic gentlemen that is very that- very eclectic that's yep. I, I've we both worked in retail and we know the special kind of pain that a limited playlist all day uh, through your work day can bring. I can never listen to the soft rock hits of the eighties and nineties ever again. Yeah. Oh, God, I've been no. ruined. <laughs> in post grad, I was doing post grad work mm-hmm. and I was at I was auditioning for an undergraduate production of Captain Hor uh, not Captain Horrible, Doctor Horrible. Ooh, cool. Yeah. 
Um, and I just lost like a dozen listeners because they're like, you mispronounced Dr. Horrible. <laughs> um, and out, they'll never know. <laughs> they, they asked me what my superhero power was or if I was, uh, if I could have any superpower, what would it be? And I realized that I was talking to a room full of 18 and 19 year olds. And so I was like, I can legally buy alcohol. And I still didn't get the part, but. Anyways, that segue was, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, okay. Good segue. Um, <laughs> Abrupt and random segue. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just imagining, like, just a guy riding on a segue. It's like, segue! <laughs> <laughs> now I'm wondering if the Dr. Horrible license is up for grabs. Oh, that would be a good board game. I could have fun with that. Yeah, because they already did the comic, but, you know, sorry, this is what we do. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, Dumbbells and Dragons gets a cut, bro. Bro, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. You go first, because you already have, you have yours picked out for superpower. Yep. I would do time manipulation, so, like, uh, freeze time and be able to act outside of time, uh, with the caveat that I didn't continue to age when time was frozen, right? So, uh, it depends on what school of thought you go with it. But uh, if I could, you know, like freeze time, sleep out of time, read out of time, draw and write out of time, do everything that pretty much didn't require a computer, then, you know, unfreeze time. Like I would walk everywhere. Uh, I would experience the entire world frozen and I would live years and years and years of extra life so long as I didn't actually age through that process. And that's what makes it scientifically difficult. Once you start getting into the actual science of how that would work, I'm asking reality to bend to my whims, which I'm kind of doing already. <laughs> That was the case, right? If I had to accept that uh, that was the case, that I could only freeze time if I continued to age, I would go with shape-shifting and be able to change myself. Yeah. Okay. I got to say, though, the the, orig- the uh, first power sounds very much like Zach Morris' power. Zach Morris' power? Am I going to lose nerd cred for not recognizing the name? No, you won't, but it's a travesty that you're unfamiliar with Saved by the Bell. Okay, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's an old man thing. That's that's why I know. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a millennial. We're we're ruining bar soap and vacation, so Yeah. You know, it's okay. Just as a favor to me, once you get this power, freeze time and then just Netflix all of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Will do. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, JD, what's up, man? Oh, yeah, let's see. Um, remember when I was a kid, I was like, I want reality manipulation because <laughs> just, just because every power. Yeah, every power. Because that's like the equivalent of wishing for more wishes. Exactly. But no, as I got older, I was like, okay, I want shadow manipulation just because it would be really cool. You know, like, our token goth. We love him. Oh, God. I'm. <laughs> what is it? There's there's one person um, who runs Gothic Charm School. And she just like says, stick to your cliches. Just just live with them. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm the cliche goth one. But like shadow <laughs> powers, like if I could go through shadows and like teleport through them and like make cool dark stuff, you know, it sound it might sound a little bit silly. But if you've been to the Pacific Northwest, that would be super valuable. It's always shadowy and dark and gray all the time. Yeah, it would be, I could do so much stuff. It would be awesome. I, all my clothes would always match because they'd be shadows. It'd be great. That's, that's actually a very unique and awesome power. I, I gotta say though, could you just hold up your hand and create a shadow and then use that? Or does it have to be like a life-size shadow? Oh, that's a good question. If, yeah, does the shadow have to be big enough for your body to pass through it? Yeah, or like, 
and, and you turn to shadow or yeah if i turn to shadow is it shadow bending like avatar style like do i have to have a source of it or can i just create it and so that's where the that's where the semantics gets in um Hopefully I could just like create it and manipulate it and just be OP, but, um, I could get super into like the science and physics behind how actual powers would work. Uh, I'm not nearly scientifically knowledgeable enough to get really cool about it. Like Randall Monroe style with his what ifs, but, uh, it would be like, that's, that's cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've always enjoyed discussing the scientific aspects of superpowers, like, if you could fly, would you have to wear a super, like, thermal suit to avoid getting cold? Or yeah. could you, like, just, would you have to go at a certain speed? You know, like, uh, like essentially how airplanes work? Or could you just, like, cruise, like, uh, like do a backstroke on a cloud? Yeah, I think it kind of like depends on how you get your 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 speed because a lot of times it's like fire based speed. They just shoot fire rockets out of their hands, which like the propulsion there is just not enough to propel a body. <laughs> but I think the telekinesis way would be the way to go. Yeah, because you could hold static the air around you, and you could move forward in a bubble. So a lot of times you see in the cartoons where they got the like the bubble around them and they yeah. just kind of flow like that, or like the Magneto style where you just kind of hover and move forward that I would gather if you had like a little field around you, you wouldn't have to worry about bugs and air force. I just, I just imagine like, cause like, you know, if you don't have anything like protection around your face, you just have like a lot of airflow. And so your lips would be, you're probably like a dog, like hanging your head out the window, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like Superman's flying, his face would be all like stoic and like heroic looking, you know, it's his cheeks would probably be flapping a little yeah. bit and stuff. <laughs> I feel, I feel that man cheeks, super, super buff cheeks. <laughs> I feel that JD is like the sound effects guy in your office. Oh yeah, I I do a little voice acting and stuff. So this is <laughs> that's awesome. Dude. Yeah, because oh yeah, I was just to say I did the voice the voice for the video for the Kickstarter. Okay, JD. Yeah, it's it's me doing like you know Evil Dead too. So, um, so I have a nose with the shadow manipulation. Mm -hmm. I have another video homework assignment for you. Notes. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It'll be in the show notes. Just check the page. You know, when this goes up. Perfect. (laughs) The shadow starring Alec Baldwin from the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. I'm sorry. It's horrible. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's it's good horrible, though. When I was growing up, we had one of those old-timey classic radio, like the giant plastic, like foam kind of plastic cassette case books, you know, that they made? Oh, yeah. Like the kind of old blocky VHS type material, but it was huge. And it had like a dozen or so uh, cassette tapes of old-timey radio mysteries that I would listen to all the time. And the shadow was one of them. And that was always one of my favorites. Like the shadow knows. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I love that growing up. And then I watched the movie and it's like, mm, not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Uh, like, how did you guys discover evil dead Two? Were you familiar with it before space goat? Or was it just something that, um, space goat, wanted to do and then you guys learned about it that way 
Let's see. Pre- pretty much that one. So we have been Space Goat. We were in the uh, in Stolar in the service provider production management side of the industry, which means that clients would come to us and we would supply artists and writers and all sorts of creative talent uh, to get their projects done. So we've been doing that for a, a ton of clients for a really long time. Uh, um, some notable the- ones, like we've done some of the lettering for League of Legends comics. We, Our artist, Alan Kwa, does the Dark Souls comic. For Titan. Yeah. For Titan. Oh, very cool. We've we've designed uh, theme parks for Universal City Japan. Uh, we've done comics for Marvel, DC, Dark Horse. Uh, I mean, you, you name it. We've we've probably worked with them in some capacity. Uh, we did uh, turnarounds for um, what was that game? Guild Wars too. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah the character design turnaround stuff for three D models. So um, about two years ago, we just kind of said like, "Hey, let's do this for ourselves." Uh, so we had a couple company owned products that, or titles that that we put out, and then I think Evil Dead Two came about. It was totally our boss's decision, um, and I think he just came in and handed me the DVD because I was before you started working with us. Right? Oh yeah, I was yeah. way. I was. Um, I lose all concept of time. Uh, <laughs> JD has always been and always w- I will be, I guess. I am uh, eternal. We spend a lot of time together, too. I don't know if you picked up that <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, just a bit, guys. Just a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, Sean just pretty much came into the office and handed me uh, a DVD of Evil Dead 2. He's like, watch this. We're going to start making the comics for it. Um, and I went home and did, and that was the first time I saw it. And I was a number of emotions, probably. <laughs> it was a mix. It was an experience. It was strange. I was like, how the heck are we going to make a comic out of this movie? We talked to the writer a little bit more. We have uh, Frank Hanna on it, who uh, has done some screenwriting. He's also worked on like Superboy and Supergirl and a, a couple other titles. Yeah, he's he's written some movies that starred Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. <laughs> Which is super cool. Um, yeah. Apparently, he's just a super nice guy. Do you read – they just launched a new – again, which back on WWE since we're here. They're doing a new comic. Um, I think it, Boom Studios is putting it out. And fun fact about 90% of the comic book industry just adores WWE because it's like muscular men in spandex fighting each other. So <laughs> like it's pretty much a one-to-one translation. Yeah. Um, that Venn diagrams a circle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if people are really excited about the comics, you might want to check that out. No, I, I definitely will give that a shot. I know WWE has been doing a lot with Scooby-Doo. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and so I've been enjoying some of that stuff. But uh, I'll definitely check out some of the comics. Yeah, I mean, well, promoting the competition, but comics are, <laughs> comics is so tiny that, like, everybody knows everybody. So, you know, generally people are like, yeah, check out this. It's not by my company, but it's cool. Yeah. Excellent. Um, no, so, okay, so, so Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Evil Dead 2, right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was when I, when I watched it. And then throughout the working on the comic, I watched it a couple more times and then especially during the board game. But, you know, by, the, like, the second time watching it, I kind of – was able to really appreciate it for what it was, which is amazing. Uh, and I totally fell in love with Evil Dead too. I think it was just this, um, we picked up the license right before they announced, 
uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. So it was definitely a sleeper property. The last thing that had been done with it before that was the remake, mm-hmm. um, which you know didn't do super well. I mean, no, it, it did. did it did well. It did well. It, it did yeah. pretty solid. It, it was a really pot. It was a really good horror movie, but it wasn't really an Evil Dead movie, so it didn't really yeah. appease what a lot of the fans were looking for. Um, which is more Bruce Campbell. That's what the yeah, fans wanted. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so it was this sort of like sleeper property that had a huge, uh, cult following and a, and a really strong fan base. Honestly, the Evil Dead fans have treated us insanely well. Uh, they've, they've been really great in that, you know, that, that, that makes me really happy because sometimes you see those, those, those fandoms and it's like, I don't want to get near you because you're scary. Um, <laughs> horror, horror property fans tend to be really nice people. Oh, they are the nicest <laughs> people in the world. They're so supportive. I love horror fans so much. Um, they're just like, you know, it's like, Hey, we're doing Evil Dead board game. Like, Oh, look, Evil Dead board game. We're so excited. And I'm like, Oh, thank you for liking our thing. Um, our backers have been the, Amazing. Our backers have been so cool, like throughout the whole Kickstarter process. Um, you know, sometimes we put something, it'll be wrong. And they're like, Hey, you had a typo. You're like, Oh, dang, you're right. Thank you. Um, they point out stuff. Um, one of the things, uh, somebody pointed out a typo, uh, and a couple of people were, were saying that we didn't know what we were doing. And so we wanted to make sure we, we showed that we were doing, doing right by them. So we made a stretch goal that was, uh, spell check. The, yeah, the $1 million, spe- uh, the $1 million stretch goal was, uh, we'll spell check everything. We'll get the spell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I even... We're serious adults. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one and I was like, well, that's good of them. <laughs> yeah. Somebody literally called out in the comments, uh, about like a typo that we did. So that was, that was for them. They were, they were actually pretty happy. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it, it was one of those things where like, you can either say it, and you'll look like a complete jerk or people will see that you're just getting in on the joke that you're the butt of uh, <laughs> yeah. and just kind of roll with it. Uh, and that's that's what ended up happening, which was which was cool. And I managed to hide the Homestuck joke on that stretch goal. So I was really <laughs> proud of that. <laughs> that's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Had you seen the Evil Dead before? Evil Dead 2? No, actually – it was one of those things. It's kind of funny because the year before I started working at Space Go, I went to San Diego Comic Con because I got to present a paper there, um, an academic cool. paper. Um, but my friend was a huge Evil Dead fan, and he wanted to go to the Ash vs. the Evil Dead panel. And so I like went along with them, and I was like, oh, man, these people are cool. Well, I guess this is nice. I'll probably watch this at some point. Um, and then I ended up getting hired at Space Go where they're making the Evil Dead 2 comics and soon-to-be board game. And I'm like, you know, I should – okay, I should watch this. And I watched Evil Dead 2. I'm like, this is amazing. It, I And all my friends have been telling me forever to watch it. And I'm like, you guys were right. This is like <laughs> awesome. Um there's like the, uh, the just the the dark comedy and the entire laughing room scene. I was like, oh, this is just pitch perfect. The blood and the gore the and slapstick gore. The, this and the stops. Oh, yeah. yeah, like the old stop motion animation. I adore stop motion animation. Um, and so to like see that as like the special effects, I was like, yes, right up my alley. And so then I watched that and I'm like, cool. Now I'm a hardcore Evil Dead Two fan. Let's make make this board game. <laughs> That's awesome. And have you guys watched uh, original Evil Dead or Army of Darkness? Actually, no. 
Uh, so one of the things about uh, the Army of Darkness that we need to be especially careful of is because the franchise is divided up so weird uh, in terms of rights. Uh, I, I think the, the, the funny thing is we were having conversation with a Dark Horse editor a couple of years ago right after we picked up the Evil Dead 2 license. And we were saying that we we're going to do that. And we just picked it up and he kind of looked at us confused for a second. He's like, I thought we had the evil dead license and he sent us an email later. He's like, we do. We have the evil dead one license. We just never did anything with it. We have the evil dead two license. Dynamite comics has the army of darkness, uh, comic license. Uh, and then a completely different studio has the new, um, Astros, the evil dead. So the entire franchise is divided up and cut up so we're not allowed to do anything story-wise that originated in army of darkness and that led, leads to some really sad moments like they never actually call the shotgun the boomstick in evil dead 2 that's an army of darkness thing so we have to name our card in the game shotgun not boomstick because boomstick is army of darkness so there's a certain uh on, on my part there's a certain sort of like deliberate I don't want to let this in sort of thing. Cause okay. I, uh, but, um, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, I, I'm going to break anyway and, and watch it. Um, I'm really looking forward to now that, uh, Ashes evil dead is available on a means other than, uh, stars that I can actually watch <laughs> it. Cause I don't have stars. And I, I hear there are other ways to watch things on the internet without, going through normal channels. I'm not sure what those ways are, but I definitely wouldn't indulge in them. <laughs> yeah. See, um, I'm not big enough to, no one's going to sue me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I loved Ash versus the evil dead. I actually just watched all four movies. I'm going to say all four. Cause I watched the remake, um, okay. like last year for the first time. Hmm. And I thought they were brilliant. And I've I've loved Bruce Campbell for the longest time. Like Briscoe County Jr. Um was that Briscoe County Jr.? Yeah. He was Briscoe. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure. I remember looking through his filmography because we wanted to include other Bruce Campbell nods in the game. We ended up not doing it because of the logistical licensing nightmare that would be even just to make referential nods. But yeah, like, you know, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be cool to have like, you know, like a Bubba Hotep reference yes. or something like that. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, he was uh, the Mater D, I think, in one of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Oh, no, he's in all three. He he's is in all three? Yeah. He's yeah. the Mater D in Spider-Man 2. Yep. And then he was Ticket Guy in Spider-Man 3. And he was the referee or the announcer Oh, for the wrestling match. For the wrestling match in Spider-Man One. Yep, that's hilarious. Did you did you hear what his was going to be in Spider-Man Four? Before they mm-hmm. scrapped that, yeah. Yeah, well, they had the entire movie storyboarded. Yeah, um, and he was going to be Mysterio as like a montage where Spider-Man catches all of these like C-list villains, and so it shows him getting like the Prowler and Shocker, and then Mysterio, and Mysterio was going to be Bruce Campbell. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, but then Spider-Man 3 happened. Yeah. And then I cried. Yeah, man, Venom deserves so much better. He did. I, I'm i hoping now that Marvel is doing more with it, mm-hmm. it's going to, like, at some point... 
Oh, no, because I think it was, they said they were going to do their own Venom movie. Oh, no, that got canceled. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Sony was gonna do their own Sony movie or their own Venom movie. They were gonna do the Sinister Six movie. Uh, There's rumors about a movie like starring like Aunt May being young as like a secret agent. Are you and, serious? Yeah, no, that was a thing. There's a couple right. of like, and everybody, the entire internet, just like, no, don't do it. And they're like, we're gonna do it. And then Amazing Spider-Man two came out, and they're like, hey, Marvel. Um, no, I think Marvel superheroes. I think Marvel showed up and there's like, no, give it, give it back. Oh no, no, Marvel showed up after the Sony hack. That's right, because the Sony hack happened, and then Marvel's like, hey, you wanna, you wanna work something out? And Sony's like, yeah, you know, let's work something out. Yeah, let's do it. And so <laughs> now we get Spider Man. That's awesome. Oh my god, you guys are so much more in the know than me. I love it. <laughs> you guys are like a plethora of young knowledge. Young knowledge. Yeah. I mean, that that's... sounds like an indie rock band. Yeah. Young knowledge. Let's we are young in. knowledge. Uh, here's our new. Uh... Is that not an indie rock band? Like, I'd be surprised if that wasn't something already. <laughs> Let's do an acoustic metal band. We are young y- knowledge. Yeah, we are young knowledge. Here's our new um, brutal symphony EP. You can uh, you can find <laughs> it on Bandcamp. <laughs> all right um switch <laughs> you guys are gonna this off the rails we've just gone off the rails oh yes <laughs> no so getting back on the rails um you were saying earlier that you are a weightlifter you played football before and you're you're big into weight training yeah um i did, did that start oh yeah i started football in sixth grade no fifth grade it was miserable um, but then I kept doing it almost like an attempt to like prove it that I could do it. So I did that, um, all throughout middle school, all throughout high school. Um, and I ended up getting my senior year scout team player of the year, um, because I was perfectly average at everything and I worked really hard. I showed up to every practice. I went to all of like the weight training. It's just that like, you know, I'm about average size, average weight, you know, pretty like stronger than like the normal person but like pretty average for the football team average speed and when football you don't do that you don't put in an average one it's like D D. you do your min maxer guys yeah. you know i was i didn't have i wasn't a paladin but i wasn't a um I wasn't a thief either. I was just yeah. like a, I was just like a human warrior and that, that doesn't do well in football. So I got scout team player of the year and I worked my butt off for that award. Excellent. <laughs> Woo. Woo. <laughs> but yeah, I did weight training ever since eighth grade and throughout, um, kind of throughout college, but college was just, you know, stress. So, oh, I, yeah. um, just recently, because I'm too cheap to like get a gym membership, I got a set of dumbbells at local at like the local value village um and a punching bag, and I just kind of use that um for just a general overall body workout um I try and do that three days a week sometimes it doesn't happen because I pull all nighters for work sometimes um yeah, turns out organizing shipping for six thousand board games um all across the world isn't something you could just kind of like do quickly. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not really something you bang out in the afternoon. <laughs> and we have the survey set up. I've been getting back into working out again. Um, and for me, I think a lot of like, you know, when you're when you're in high school and college and you're like doing sports, you were like growth, growth, trying to just 
get the new personal best. And that's great. But for, I think a lot of people who are super busy or just don't have the structure to build the weight training, it's, you know, just trying to get a routine of like just getting, just working out five days a week, even if it's not like the most tough workout you can do is a good thing to like get started. Cause for some people just getting started working out is tough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that I try to, that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast is I wanted to make physical fitness a little bit more attainable for people. I didn't want, I wanted it to be more approachable, I guess is the words I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and it's like, even I've had my issues, you know, like I haven't hit the gym since last Tuesday. It's affected my mood. It's affected, you know, how I eat and how I feel throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even just taking that one week off, it's so hard to just kickstart that back into gear. Yeah, because you're like, you know, when you're tired, the last thing you want to go do is work out more. It's- even though you will get more energy once you work out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, you try to tell your body that. It's like, body, come on. You can do it. Uh, that was a thing that I kind of did recently. My uh, schedule is um, I'll usually wake up uh, and then there's just like this two-mile loop through the, the woods by where I'm at. Uh, so I'll just go running in the morning uh, and then you know take a shower and start my day. Uh, and that just feels really great. Like, and I really like when I can get into that, uh, that schedule. Uh, this last month I went to three conventions and three weekends and three States. Um, and in a, what, 12 day period, I was on 10 planes and a train. Uh, and that kind of goofed with my sleep schedule. I think that's a movie. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 10 planes and a train. Yeah. I was, I was, I was short John Candy though. Yep. Um, but uh, is that a good old man reference? <laughs> yes, yes, that was. I was actually, I was actually thinking, when you wake up in a different time zone, can you become a different person, a la Fight Club? Oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that was the weird thing. I definitely had that moment where, like, I had dinner at five in Chicago with our uh, diamond distributor. Uh, brand manager and all that and then took uh, a plane back and there's a layover in portland before i came back up to bellingham and i get get home in uh, bellingham and uh, jd was actually the one that picked me up from the airport at midnight it's like i had a big dinner at five why am i so hungry like oh time zones i haven't eaten since two besides like a packet of pretzels i'm starving let's go eat and jd was like yeah I've also been working nonstop all day. This was a Sunday. He's like, I've been working nonstop all day. I need to go eat. Uh, so we wow. went and got, uh, pierogies at, um, at, at midnight at this really awesome small little place in Bellingham. Cause yep. oh, nice. the advantages of, of college towns yeah, in, they, in that would do it. Oddest legal. Um, <laughs> yeah. The food is always open. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, and then I also like, uh, sometimes try to like work in yoga and stuff because I don't know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, de- I'm dex based. You could yeah, say, say dex based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not your tank, right? I, uh, heavy things are heavy. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm running dex based fairly good stand. For sure. Right. Yeah. I think L- so. Yeah. Lower constitution, lower strength. Um, 
but uh, going through all those conventions, all those flights and everything, and then like I got back and and Concrud turned into seasonal cold. Uh, so that kind of like put me out for a couple of days and just trying to get back into my sleep schedule. Uh, especially now, like how far North we are, I, I wake up, I usually wake up on my own about like six 30. Uh, and during the summer it was great. Cause you look out, it's like sun shining, birds are chirping, let's go running. And now it's like, it's dark and look like it might rain. Darkness. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, speaking of pierogies, yes, you mentioned pierogies. Since both you guys are fairly active, do you have a favorite cheat meal? And if so, what is it? Pizza. All the time. What kind of pizza? Like, fully loaded, like, meat pizza with, like, the sausage and the bacon and, like, Canadian bacon, which is just ham. Yeah, Um, the the, the ones that they just generally call, like, meatzilla, or they just stop naming the the, the toppings. It's like, we just put meat on it. You just got (laughs) to shovel and put meat on it. That's that's JD's JD's home comfort food right there. That's (laughs) awesome. Kind of going back to that thing where... uh, we like with music, I don't tend to get favorites for a lot of stuff. Like I've never really had a favorite meal or anything. Cause I would rather have something that I hadn't had before. Um, but, uh, a recent weakness, uh, when I, uh, last convention or convention before last was at long beach comic con in long beach, California. And that's actually where I ran into you. When I first got into town thursday night a lot of places had already closed and i was just super hungry wanted to go get food and i did my google search for what restaurants were still open after 10 p.m and one of them was roscoe's house of chicken and waffles (laughs) (laughs) you bet i went to roscoe's house and chicken and waffles and had a huge plate of more chicken and waffles than i had any right to eat but it was so good like I was just, I was, I was, you know, traveling alone. So I was only, only there. And like every now and then they come over like, are you, are you okay? Like, <laughs> like, are you like, why are you alone? Like what's going on? Cause they're all super, super nice there. And it's like, no, I'm just traveling, just eating my chicken and waffles. It's like, <laughs> like you were trying to eat to fill a void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a sad, lonely boy eating, eating chicken and waffles by, by himself on a Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> worth it though that's awesome that's awesome i'm always a big fan of the mac and cheese like if i can find some gourmet mac and cheese Mm. have you have you had beachers no only in seattle world's best mac and cheese all right i'm right they 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 claim that and so far i can't prove them wrong i had it i'm like oh oh no this is the best mac and cheese i've ever had It's was, yeah. Go ahead. I was supposed to be in Seattle last weekend, um, the was, weekend after Long Beach Comic Con, so just a few days ago. But unfortunately, that trip uh, didn't happen. So now I need to find another excuse to go up to uh, Seattle and have some beachers. Yeah, it's at do Pike you, Place. Super good. Do you make it up for Emerald City? Um, I haven't before, but it's probably one on the list that I'll put in for a request. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great show. That's kind of, um, it, it, we sort of treat it like our hometown show. Uh, mm-hmm. there is a Bellingham Comic Con. It tries so hard. 
it's a good show. It's a good show for the size of town that Bellingham is. It's just you can only fit so much stuff in like the small venue they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Emerald yeah. City has always kind of been our home show, and it's it's really great. I always kind of like thinking about it as the uh, the last big convention that's still about the comics because mm-hmm. it's kind of once conventions hit a certain point they become so focused on uh celebrity guests and big panels and media announcements and stuff like that but emerald city still feels very much about the creators about the comics and about the art uh that's why i love that one mm-hmm. yeah i i will say that i have different focuses with different comic cons that i go to oh that's yeah true yeah um if i go to a smaller con we were at, we were at uh, NerdCon in Escondido last month. Like I'm all about independent artists and talking to those people. If I'm at San Diego Comic Con, I'm usually talking to people who have a movie or are more you know celebrity status, right. trying to get them mm-hmm. to come on the podcast and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm just a huge fan. Um, all right. To wrap, like, let's start wrapping up, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned a little bit about fitness and what you guys usually do for your workout. What about nerd outs? We say workout nerd out here. What is one nerdy thing you did this week? Let's see. Um, well, I watched the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Ghost Rider, and it was awesome. Um, I, I, I need to catch up. I'm really bummed at myself. Oh, just I, I just skipped seasons two and three, actually. Um, I need, I'm need. i only behind that one episode. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not too bad. <laughs> there's, there's me. I'm just lazy. I'm like, I'm just going to watch the Ghost Rider one. Yeah. Well, season four kind of did a little bit of a soft review. They did a time skip, right? Yeah, they did a time skip. So you, like... If you just want to watch it for Ghost Rider, like me, then you can just start there. It's like, oh, sweet. They're pandering directly to me. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love pandering. More pandering. (laughs) So one of my favorite things that I do to nerd out, de-stress... Uh, that sort of things. I like making games. It's it's so bad. <laughs> That's uh, just, yeah. So there is a, a design challenge, an RPG design challenge going on while the Kickstarter was going on. And of course, during the Kickstarter, we're both working 80, 90 hour weeks, probably because oh, we do both like regular jobs and on top of the Kickstarter, on top of everything else. Uh, it was just like this insane schedule, but I'm just eyeing this, this design challenge. And then it, the, the Kickstarter ended and there's like three days left of the, the two week challenge is like, yeah, I can make an RPG in, in, in three days. <laughs> like, it was a super small little thing that I made, but it was so much fun working on. Um, but like, just, uh, I, I, I don't know if this was in last week. I've kind of lost all concept of time, but I know I, I was, I was stuck in the Long Beach, uh, airport, uh, for most of the day because my flight got, you know, flight shenanigans. Airports happened, right? Yeah. Uh, I was, you get reading, idea for like three games, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them was, uh, and this is one of those things where if the idea gets stolen, I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll think of something else, but don't steal my ideas. <laughs> if it's this, I, I'm excited about this game. Um, I was thinking about like uh, a, a physics based kind of like puzzle game uh, about object impermanence and object permanence, and then I was like, what could you do? Like babies don't have object permanence. I was like, wait, imps, and I would call it imp permanence. And you're a summoner and you have to create 
you like your main way of interacting with the world is to create imps, uh, but the imps have no object permanence, and if you lose track of them, they'll disappear, and you have to summon new ones. But like they're also really dumb, so it's half like how do you use your magic at your disposal to solve problems? Half just like babysitting a bunch of terrible little goblins, uh, <laughs> and that's my design philosophy. Yeah, so like that's that's the thing that I love doing. Just thinking of like, crazy ideas for games. That's awesome. Don't lose that ever. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else we haven't touched on with the game? I definitely wanna. I definitely wanna tell everyone to go out and get it. Um, is there anything we left out? Do you want me to do my my very quick sales pitch sort of thing for the game? Because I think out of everything, we've probably talked about the game the least. Yeah, you should probably tell the people what the game's. Actually yeah, we actually <laughs> should. Let's 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 give a few minutes to the game. Yeah. So uh, this is my my sales pitch that I really honed over Long Beach. Uh, I built it up too much. Now I'm gonna. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so it is a cooperative until it's not survival horror game, which means that everybody starts out as humans on the same team trying to collect pages in Economicon X Mortis to close a portal that's dumping evil into the world. But along the way, you will encounter challenges that will test your your virtue and, and take away your health. And there's always the risk that you'll turn into a deadite. And the deadites are trying to collect those same pages of the Necronomicon X Mortis to rip the portal open and unleash a new era of hell and darkness upon the earth. As they do. Uh, so there's a degree of skeptical teamwork in which everybody has their own unique abilities and you're trying to, to work together, try to make sure that the person who's good at fighting can get the best weapons with the, the trade mechanic that goes throughout. But you always have to keep an eye on, uh, you know, the guy that's about to turn ready, uh, about ready to turn deadite so you can figure out if you need to barricade him in the back room and run. Um, there, it, it's an event-driven uh, reactionary strategy. So the game doesn't play you, but as a as a good horror movie should, it sort of happens to you, and then it gives you enough chance to react to it. It's paced like a good horror movie, so it starts out almost feeling too easy. You're like, I yep. got this, right? Like you're collecting the, weapons. The pages are dropping like crazy. You're like, oh, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, and like then we three, got half the pages already. And then three deadites in a killer tree spawn. You're just like, oh no. Yeah, and then the intensity just escalates throughout and uh, there's probably a less than 50% success rate for the humans. But since the deadites have a win condition, somebody will win no matter what uh but it's kind of like that dirty victory that will make you want to play again yeah because you're like okay, okay. this time yeah. we want the humans to win let's, yeah. let's do it again it's uh it's event driven but there there are over 100 uh cards in the event deck most of which only appear once in the entire deck and never once in a playthrough have i gotten through the entire event deck so every time nope. you play it um there actually is like each game will feel just a little bit different the way that its pace will feel different whether or not you know you get a boss that shows up early or a lot of items early on to be honest i i designed it so i'm gonna i'm gonna be a little biased here but uh it actually surprised me with its replayability um just mm-hmm. the way that the the event deck shuffles through um and it plays about 90 minutes to two hours depending on how focused your game group is can run longer if uh you're you're, you're easily distracted having, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the idea it's, it's a, it's a very accessible game. If it's your, if you're a board game aficionado or if it's your first board game ever, you can probably pick it up in about 10 minutes or so. First couple of rounds. Yeah. Um, okay. how many players? Two to six. Oh, actually one to six. We have yeah. a solo mode. Yeah. It's two to six with an optional solo mode. If you want to play alone, which was not I, even that. <laughs> I was, I was talking to my wife and she was like, who are you going to play this with? And I was like, 
there's a solo mode. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what you do is you do it like late at night and put on like the Evil Dead 2 like um, score and just scare yourself, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, time. that's exactly what I want to do. I frighten easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I was, I was looking at all the Kickstarter and the stretch goals and the add-ons. Tell me a little bit about the add-ons and are they how do they make the game different? Oh yeah, I can I can tell you a bit about those because I'm the one who kind of helps set up. Right now, currently we're in the slacker backer phase, is what a lot of people call it. Um, so you can still get a lot of the cool Kickstarter exclusive stuff, even if you didn't back the initial campaign. Um, you just go to EvilDead2BoardGames.com and there's a pre-order button, and you can go there and there's different choices between what you got. We have you can get the standard game, which is sixty. Um, which is going to be the one that just kind of goes out to retailers um, everywhere. We have the deluxe game, which has like at least double the amount of figures. It has over 90 miniatures with over 40 unique sculpts. Um, it's it's awesome. a crazy amount of figures because we just kept it getting stretch a- goals. Yeah. And we're like, let's put a car in there and let's put, you know, you can fight evil Hitler in that version, which is super. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, if you get the deluxe version, it's 20 bucks more, but you get way more stuff with it. And that's only available through the Kickstarter and the Slacker Backer. And the Slacker Backer is only available till October 31st. No, I know, because I saw all the stuff when I pre-ordered the game. I'm super <laughs> excited. When am I going to get it, guys? Uh, we're looking to April next year. April next year, yep. Awesome. That's awesome. That's excellent. And I can tell you a bit about add-ons, if you want to know about those two. Um, yeah, go for it, dude. Yeah, we got... Yeah, we have two add-on bundles for people who pre-ordered the game. There's the accessory one and the gameplay one. The accessory one just comes with cool, like, bonus stuff that you don't need. Card sleeves, linen bags, extra dice. And extra dice. Yeah, just stuff that, like, just makes it more, like, neat. The gameplay add-ons is a bit more, but it comes with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I uh, got a little overzealous with um, my game design aspirations <laughs> yeah there's like an extra like well a ton of extra tiles so you can make the forest huge or you can turn the cellar into like a sprawling labyrinth yeah lazy go sort of labyrinth um there's an extra mini in there you get a um, mirror ash so you f- and then mirror versions of all of your of all the team like all the players pop up so the you doppelganger def- mode doppelganger mode yeah. so there's a bunch okay. of different play scenarios if you get the the gameplay add-on so there's one with like a secret roles where everybody has their own unique win condition or there's uh one about uh finding clues of the dark ones so there's like a bunch of different scenarios so the main game and the the game as designed um was just about the portal right the portal was the goal so each of these scenarios kind of replaces that win condition with a different thing that you need to do. So like one of them is called Cabin of Carnage, and the whole point is to just kill as many evil things as you can to, to clear out yeah. the cabin from 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 evil, right? Uh, or there's one where you're just trying to root out who the secret evil person is, and you're just trying to kill each other. Um, so if you get the the gameplay add on, it's pretty much like buying six extra ways to play the game. Yep. You also get a cool hardcover art book and rule thing that has all of the rules for the different add-ons plus like behind the scenes stuff of the game and a hardcover that looks like the um, X Mortis. Yeah. 
you can still get, you still get the rules if you don't get the book, but the book just collects all of them instead of being individual sheets. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are really confused that they had to buy an extra hardcover book just to get the rules to the game. And we're because, like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think they've been hurt in the past. I think a Kickstarter has hurt them with some, with some gimmicky BS. Yeah. Um, productions right on schedule. Um, you know, we should have stuff to the manufacturer, um, later in the later next month. Um, you know, we're yeah. Everything's on track, I think, production wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the only thing that that sort of slowing us down from the uh, what we were saying most recently while the campaign was still running is because of all of the add-ons and all the extra scenarios. We probably added over a hundred uh, new cards. Yep. Um, and most of those, so a lot of the card art does uh, pull from our comics, but you don't have to have read the comics to know. It's just like if we had a picture of Ash holding a chainsaw, we were going to use that image of Ash holding the chainsaw. Because it's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And as a talent studio, we represent a ton of artists and um, we can work with them and do the style matching thing. So you get a very clear theme and style throughout the entire game. So it doesn't feel like you're looking at a ton of different random artists. Um, but since all of these new add-ons and stuff, we didn't really have pre-existing art assets for them. So we're making art for about a hundred or so new cards. Okay. So that slowed down things a little bit. Um, but we're still pretty positive. Uh, we're feeling pretty optimistic about the, uh, April or general springtime next year release. Yep. Excellent. And, and so that's when everyone can expect to start getting their board games, and start playing, right? Yep. yep. It should hit backers first. Um, then retailers will get uh, – because there's a couple of retailer tiers. And then it will go through wider distribution channels shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back, backers will be getting their games first. Definitely. we Backers deserve everything first. They're going to get – you know, if, if, if we have to, we'll delay the retail release, like the wider one, if backer stuff is. Yeah, we'll, we'll sit on boxes to make sure the backers can get it first. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I'm just not going to tell that – Tell my boss that that we just said that because, <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. I'll, he doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> uh, I did have a question. Um, since I am a slacker backer, do will I? I'm assuming the Kickstarter backers will get theirs first, then me, then you are a Kickstarter backer. You sir. get yours at the same time. Yep. <gasps> yeah. The only thing Super we had, excited. we only had to take out, we t- pretty much for Slacker Backer, we had to take out the bonus comic that was a stretch goal. Um, but yes, you still, that. yeah, you still get a prequel comic though in the box. Yeah. Um, and then we had to close out all of the limited tiers. So like the, the, the cameo type stuff, we had to close those out because they're just way too hard to, uh, keep yeah. limited in the, in the backer kit. Thing and I think most of them filled up anyway. Yeah. So, um, and then in order, we also did the bundles of add-ons instead of letting you pick and choose, just to save slacker backers on shipping. Because if you bundle stuff, it's a lot cheaper than if you get individual things. Yeah. Yeah. And if I already ordered the game late, like a slacker backer, can (laughs) I still go in and add stuff on later after I've already purchased? I'm not sure. Probably. Um, yeah, because I don't think your card – yeah, your card doesn't get charged until October 31st when we charge everybody's. Um, OK. So if you go in and you're like, I think I just want the 
deluxe game and then later on you're like no i want the gameplay bundle too because i want the bonus stuff then you can as long as you do it before halloween um you're good to go yeah honestly that's exactly where my head kind of was because all i bought was the deluxe edition yeah and you know the thing is you know (laughs) the uh i I just posted oh this is gonna be backdated uh (laughs) Way back on September 28th, I posted uh, a game development blog uh, that that details um, what to expect from all of those gameplay bundles, uh, or most of the, uh, many of the gameplay bundles, uh, and other uh, blogs will will fill you in on on the rest of them. So if you're kind of on the fence about what's in those gameplay bundles, uh, there's some. Dev blogs that will uh, talk about what what's all in them. But yeah, you think awesome. is we want to emphasize is like we were you know a lot of people criticize video game uh, people for like having the main game be really tiny and then selling a ton of DLC. That's not what we're doing here. The we the main the board game the standard or the deluxe game is the full burger. You know it's a full burger. You don't need the extra stuff. The gameplay add-ons are like a shake and fries. They're awesome. They're super great to have, but you don't need them to enjoy the burger. All right, excellent. You know how you're talking about cheat meals? Yes. I go for a burger, shake, and fries right now. That sounds like (laughs) – Sorry. Uh, And then I think we we just have to throw this out here because it's so cool. It's probably not going to be open anymore. We might have already run out of uh, tears for it. But during the campaign, the guy who salvaged the cabin, the original outdoor cabin that the movie Evil Dead 2 was filmed – uh, at, so there's like two locations. There's the replica that they rebuilt in the school gym, and then there's the actual outdoor cabin. That actual outdoor cabin was salvaged. We got with that guy. Uh, he machined down a ton of dice for us that we had custom laser engraved with specific Evil Dead 2 symbols. So it was once possible and may yet again be possible. It's not possible. I'm sorry. They're it's, out of dice. You, you teased them. We, I teased them. We're just about out of dice. Look and- for it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> pay way too much. They're just too cool. Just know that they exist and be be happy for your fellow fans. Uh, they, they, I'm just they're, so, yeah. They're playing with dice that were actually made from the cabin from the Evil Dead 2. Yep. Yes. Cabin carved deadite dice. Yeah, is what we call them. Yeah, they're they're great. They've got like wood grain and termite holes, and then sanded, lacquered, and laser engraved. They're so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, look for them on e- eBay. Find, <laughs> find, find backers and challenge them to duels on the crossroads or, or something. Do whatever you can. Find the dice. They're great. <laughs> I don't don't violence to our backers. <laughs> Whatever right, the post game. <laughs> All right, guys. The, uh, I've I've kept you for way over an hour. Uh, I definitely appreciate your time. Um, where can people again find the game? Find more about Space Goat and connect with uh, either Space Goat, Evil Dead the game, Evil Dead Two the game, or anything else on social media. Okay, let's see. I'm the social media guy, so I'll start. Um, <laughs> um, if you want to follow Space Goat on Twitter, we're at go space goat um we're also on facebook um facebook.com slash space goat publishing or space goat productions both of those are where you're going to be able to see most of our news um if you want to follow me specifically or gothic comic stuff i'm on twitter at at jd boucher zero um 
and that's the best way to keep up with what I'm doing. Um, Taylor? Yeah. Uh, then I am uh, on, on Twitter. I'm at Taylor underscore CS. Uh, and I do my self-publishing stuff through uh, Whimsy Machine Games, uh, also known as Whimsy Machine Media. Then uh, I've done streams of the game and will continue to stream uh, gameplay of Evil Dead 2 and other stuff that I work on through twitch.tv slash Whimsy Machine. Um, and... I have a personal Facebook where I post dumb pictures of myself. Don't 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 go to that one. Uh, there's, there's an Instagram uh, that's Instagram URL. I, I don't know how Instagram works. I I just post automatically on my phone and it just automates everything for me. But that's also Whimsy Machine. Excellent. Um, all right, guys. To, um, and to get the game, it's Evil Dead Two board, board games. games. Dot com. Com. Boardgames.com. We've also totally dominated the SEO for Evil Dead board games. So, so it's a really easy Google search as well because I know <laughs> remembering URLs can and typing them, right? So if you like Google Evil Dead 2 or like Evil Dead board game or something like that, you will get to the Kickstarter campaign, our site, or one of the many, many, many articles that have written about us and linked to it. Yep. There's a little humble brag in there. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I haven't typed a URL in years. Yeah. It's either, even if I go to it every day, it's either already saved in my search in, in my bar, so I don't have to yeah, autocomplete. do anything. Yeah. Or I just go to Google and I'm like typing in exactly what I know the URL is. Yeah, except for the dot com. I don't type in the URL because I have a fear of like that one typo that's going to take me to the terrible virus and porn site and just destroy my computer. Facenook.com. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And guys, uh, aside from avoiding evil, terrible virus and porn sites, um, what is what is uh, some parting advice you have for everyone out there? Hmm. Um, just in general? Or for working it, out, or you know what? User define the question, so it's up to you. However, whatever advice you want to give to people, give to people. Hmm. Uh, I, I would say the, I think the idea of workout nerd out is really great because it's so important to stay healthy. Um, because like the worse you feel, the worse you feel. One of the things that we do in the office, uh, JD actually uh, has his alarm set to go off at was eleven one and three. 11, 1, and 3, yep. Yeah, where we get up and just do stretches and stuff so we don't That's get awesome. the terrible desk disease. Um, but if I can offer advice specifically for people interested in making board games and, and game design in general, um, the I think the, the main advice for creative endeavors is just use whatever resources are at your disposal and do it. Just get out there and do it. Um, and if you can afford to make a prototype through some sort of like print and play type service that are going to make a, a board game prototype of your game, do it. It's so worth it to feel your product complete in your hands, looking like a real board game. Um, and seek out people in your community, go to your board game shops, buy their games to support them so they don't feel like you're a mooch. Um, but just it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> oh god. No, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's really great, excellent advice is because if you just have that 
idea for the game and you plan it out, but you never get it physically in your hand, mm-hmm. maybe you never know what could have been. Yeah. You know? And that maybe that'll, like, cause a spark to go off and create a passion in somebody. Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing with, like, I, I've known so many people who, you know, want to be writers. It's like, you got a pencil, you got paper, that's that's what you need. Put, put words down, you're a writer. Oh, yeah. And just, yeah. That's actually on the same line of thought as my advice. Um, I don't know if there's cursing allowed, but this is this is advice I took from Kelly Sue DeConnick, who's amazing writer she is just at the top of her game always and her number one piece of advice is ideas are shit you can't do anything with ideas you you know writers don't pay the rent with ideas writers pay the rent with writing um you know better a crappy idea on paper is 10 times better than a perfect idea in your head um and this comes for any sort of creative thing. Just get it out. Get it on paper. If it's garbage, throw it away. Move on to the next one. Um, in, in the words of another great sage, just do it. Make <laughs> your dreams come true. <laughs> um, Thanks, Shia. Yeah. <laughs> we quote that a little too often. Uh, <laughs> but it's honestly good advice because, you know. We love ourselves some memes. Yeah, we do. No, <laughs> it, and it is very good advice and i think we're going to leave it there guys uh thank you so much for joining me tonight i love talking to you guys i don't think i've laughed this hard um in a very long time so thank you so much and we've done our work excellent (laughs) you're here to entertain me (laughs) thank you for having us we really appreciate it this has been a lot of fun absolutely anytime anytime you guys have a new product or just want to come shoot the shit Give me a call. I will be more than happy to have you back on. And on that note, all you dragons out there, I hope to see you at our local comic book shop playing this game when it comes out on everyone's game nights. Um, share your picks with me once you get the game of everyone playing it. We'd love to see it. Oh, tag us too. That, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, tag us. Tag <laughs> us. We'll, we'll share it. We'll be like, look, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, everyone, work out, nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.